stepped on your ending there. You can cut that out. What? <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out. I'm not cutting okay. anything out. I'm going to leave the whole thing in. <laughs> you can leave this in. The part where we actually uh, admit that we've already read Armorines number 11. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe I'll make this the beginning of the next one. <laughs> so nobody knows. Until they listen to the next one. Hey, Josh. Yeah. You should go ahead and uh, start this next puppy up. Hoorah! It's time again, folks. Time to look at a classic issue of Valiant Comics and put it against the test of time. In this episode, we're talking about the penultimate issue of Armorines, number 11. And it's really fun to say the word penultimate. My name's Josh. I'm Gunny. <laughs> hey, Gunny. <I'm> <laughs> so that is one... That is one highly uh, accentuated armored ass on the cover of this comic. <laughs> wow, you've, you've ruined this cover for me forever. Paul, come on, dude. Must you always just talk about the ass? Oh, good God. I learned from the best. I learned from Mike Myers. God. <laughs> We, we should give Mike like a uh, some kind of credit on this show because he makes an appearance every episode and he's not even part of the show. Uh, I listened to the uh, the last two Valiant podcasts and they talk about us a lot on that show. <laughs> I love those guys. <laughs> Me too. We got We got to have Chris on complete the trifecta. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I go to Heroes, they'll all be there. So I'm see if. Uh... Make some time to hang out at Heroes yeah. in Baltimore. But uh, so our Marines, <clears throat> um, ass covers. <laughs> I actually, I, I don't mind this cover, minus the ass, now that you say that. Um, <laughs> it's a good cover. You know, if, if I were making armor, I don't think I would craft a metal ass. <laughs> you don't really need the crack in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it serves no purpose. <laughs> but at least, uh, at least there's more left to the imagination than in uh, the issue we read last week. So Wait, no, it serves a purpose because they're skin tight armors, and so it's like they need to accommodate the butt cheeks. It's like Batman's nipples in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Listen, Batman's nipples are always hard. Okay, they need to be accommodated in his armor. They can't help it. He's always excited. To be part of the night. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do want to bring something up. I'm not even sure. I don't know if this is Gunny or if it's uh, uh, Cordova or some, one of the other guys. But this giant energy axe uh, that he's holding in his hand. Okay, I, I want to start off with this. Because it, it shows up several times in this issue. And it really, really bothers me. Because this axe is so gigantic that there's no way that he would not impale himself as he's swinging it to try to fight these guys. Well, it's generated from his armor, so don't you think his armor would uh, be somehow synced with it to where it wouldn't cut itself? Um, I don't think so, because I don't know if you remember, but... Uh, Jedi's often have uh, accidents with their lightsabers, and Mark, I'm pretty Martin, sure it would work the same way here. This isn't Star Wars. 
and Jedi's don't generate the light from their lightsabers by their body. The, the, their whole body isn't the lightsaber. There's a difference. Well, I'm the armor sure, is encasing I'm, his entire body, and that's what's – he's not holding it in his hand. It's actually being generated out of his arm. I'm pretty sure if you look at the cover, it's being generated out of his butt cheeks. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, go go to the first page, and you can already see that it's coming out of a device on top of his arm. Now, yes. Okay. I, I gotcha. It's coming out of the top of his arm. But not, uh, not throughout the issue, not in the cover, and not later on in the issue. I'm pretty sure even on the cover, it's coming out of the back of his arm. It's just a bad perspective. And my, I thought through the whole issue was being, it was coming out of that on top of his arm, not being held in his hand. Maybe I was just so troubled by the fact that it looks like he's murdering himself. <laughs> I mean, really, look at that first page. There's no way he has not impaled himself with this giant axe. Well, if you look at the first page, it looks like he's chopped the top off uh, half of his body off. So I can kind of agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Look at it. He's just a, a torso drifting, uh, drifting through the air there. It, how, how did he even how did he even do this? Like he he's chopped the one guy in half. But, like, he is also being chopped in half. <laughs> I, think he has a, like... I think he has a foot on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is going on here? That's, uh, that's one of the lost life held feet. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're scattered throughout comics now. <laughs> Now it all makes sense. <laughs> Maybe if I apologize to Liefeld, he will unfan me from Twitter. I'll just tell him all his missing feet are in our Marines. Um, we found them. We could finally restore his works. <laughs> I think that's why he's doing Bible comics now. He's just trying to find some kind of redemption for the crap that he's put out. Anyways, back to this book. Um, this the the storyline is very dated, uh, and that's that's one thing I, I didn't like about it. I, I love the concept of the armorines, and um, there were a lot of things that didn't work uh, with the armorines in the '90s, and uh, this is probably one of the worst stories uh, to come out of that series. The series wasn't great. Um, I think that's one reason why it was such a short series. But, uh, yeah, this this issue was uh, definitely a low point. Um, I, I did enjoy the Fidel Castro stuff. Um, uh, is, is, he, is he alive? I'm pretty sure he died now, right? No. He's still worry. alive? He's just really yeah. sick. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in the comment. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, still alive. in real life. Yeah, yeah. in, in real, real life, life, he's still alive. Yeah, his okay. his brother is running the country now. That's yeah. I, I wasn't sure if he died or if he was just really sick. Um, I mean, just the the concept of of the issue. Fidel Castro never had the means to like have the type of weaponry that Cuba has in this issue. 
you know. And, yeah, but the United States doesn't have in real life doesn't have the type of weaponry that the our Marines have. Or do they? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Maybe maybe that's why some of our senators think that a war in Iran would only last a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Because we have our we have our marine armor, <laughs> so let's just go over there, and then we will only take a week. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. I'm sorry. You know what I mean, I, though. Like we, like yeah. the U.S. has technology. Like yeah, there's an embargo, and so the embargo means that in Cuba they have 1950s cars right now, and and. So in the Valiant Universe, you they also mentioned in the first part of this that there's the embargo exists. So you would assume that they would not have as much technology as they do. I I totally get it. Right. But they have some pretty badass technology in here. Yeah. Um I don't think that that's the weakness of the story, though. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that this story suffers from the same thing that all issues of Armourine suffered from, and that's that you can't tell who's who ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all look alike. It's like when you watch a football game, uh, you spend most of the time concentrating on who's who, <laughs> who's making the play. And so because they're all wearing the same helmet. You can't really – You can't really. at least the Armourines c- coming up, we know that they have different colors. <laughs> for well, their... we assume they have different colors. We haven't, the... seen, we haven't seen like the real Armourines. We just saw those guys that uh, – what's his face had? But they haven't well, we seen... know – he did mention that they have different colors. Well, yeah. So that he could get more money. <laughs> I love that issue. At the end, they showed the the variety of suits too. So we we did see the you know what was available. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to, to tell what's what here, though. Um, I agree. I think the only defining characteristic of each person in here is the the first number of their serial number on the helmet. But they also each have their own like little stamp. So yeah, gun- right. Gunny has that Celtic knot, uh, and the Cuban guy has Viva la Cuba or something like that on it. Saroy uh, doesn't put anything on his helmet. Um, and then the other guy, the young guy, is like, if you're too close, you're going to get it or whatever it says. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you can read this. You're already dead. <laughs> hey, I, I do know why the Cubans were losing in this. Well, I don't know enough they were losing because it seemed like the Armored Marines were getting their ass kicked. Um, there's a whole lot of pink weapons in this issue. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all the Cuban weapons are all pink or purple. And I don't know about you, but if I were going into a, a battle, I would not have a pink gun. I don't know. You have pink guns. You know, your your enemies seize your pink guns. They take a second to snicker. They're dead already, you know? So it's a distraction <laughs> technique. Hmm. Yeah, but that doesn't seem to work with the Armourines. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell was going on this whole time. A lot of people died. I don't know who died at all. I don't know who the bad guys were at all. Well, uh, my the favorite bad guys part were the people who they, were trying uh, to. The bad guys are the people who are trying to kill Castro, and the Armourines are sent there to stop that. Right. Right. So yeah. the guys who have the crazy, crazy armor are actually not 
Cubans. Yeah. They're 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 attacking the island. Uh, the soldiers, the regular soldiers, those are the Cubans. They have they do have crazy weaponry, um, you know, laser guns and stuff like that. But the 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 main villains are are who they're are who the armorines are out there to stop. Sorry, I stepped on your toes, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part in this book was uh, later on in it when one of the Armorines goes all uh, Mortal Kombat Scorpion on the guy and shoots like the grappling hook through him. (laughs) That's the best part. I was was reading through this. I was like, I am losing interest. I'm losing interest. It's like, oh, shit. He just uh, went, get over here to this guy. Yeah, this this was very hard to read. Um, I, I ended up reading it like, I think two or three times um, before I, I really understood kind of what was happening. And even then I was just like, uh, it's just not good. <laughs> Cause it's, it's, it's very hard to tell who's doing what to who. On uh, the 17th page on the, the digital copy here, there's a, somebody's viewing a Jeep, their, their mask. It looks like they just drew a sketch of a Jeep on um, yellow lined legal paper. Wait, I, I got to get to this page. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it just it looks. It's like why? Why is there suddenly like a high school kid uh, sketched a, a Jeep in class while they weren't paying attention in the middle of this comic book? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I don't see it. What? Am I on the wrong page? Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious. What oh it yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. Yep, I see it. <laughs> That's how the armorines see the world, dude. Okay, <laughs> they see it through transparent legal paper. <laughs> because of all the advanced technology that they have, they can't afford to freaking spend money on a visor. <laughs> They spent all that money on the the crazy energy acts. They couldn't afford divisors. I mean, look, they can't even afford a, like a background in this panel. All they can afford is the Jeep. <laughs> so I don't think you guys think the book holds up. This book is so awful. <laughs> like it this, doesn't hold up. This is quite literally the worst thing I've ever read. Uh, we're, we're giving Mike Myers two weeks in a row of hate. He's going to run no, with no. that. Everything. <laughs> okay, let me give the book a little bit of love then. Yeah, I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll give you the kind of, So, you know, I, I think you mentioned it really briefly, Martin, but I think the stuff to me that's really interesting is the Castro stuff. I agree. Um, you know, even today, uh, you know, we're still dealing with issues from the Cuban embargo, and I, I thought it was really interesting seeing the sun – Cordova, he's the son of a Cuban refugee dealing with whether or not he should kill Castro. Uh, I thought that was pretty pretty interesting stuff. Um, the, the problem is that it doesn't feel as personal as it should because he's wearing a, a helmet and you can't tell <laughs> any of his emotions or anything right. that's going on in his head. Um, or even if that's who that was at that moment, you know, it could have been Gunny for all I know, uh, at that moment. So, um, I I would have liked to have seen more of that, you know, the guy wrestling with his heritage, uh, cause that's, that, that is some interesting stuff. Um, and, 
super crazy looking armor battling super crazy looking armor where you don't know who's who is not nearly as interesting as who people are. And and so if that that had been the focus of the book, I, I thought it would it would have been a lot better. Um, I I don't think that this story holds up. I, I agree that I think it's one of the worst issues of our Marines. Um, there's stuff that I like from our Marines a lot. Um, I think the first four issues are really good. I think the last issue is pretty good too. Um, that's just not what what we hit on this this week. We will eventually. The, so the writer in the last issue was the same guy that wrote the first four, I think. He's the same, yeah. And it, uh, Jorge Gonzalez, he introduced the Armarines in EXO. He wrote EXO for a long time. Yep. He wrote all twelve issues of of this. So it's not a good month for Valiant, though, because I don't know if you know, but the the book we read last week, same month. Oh, really? So, As yeah. this book? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that that makes sense. <laughs> now it all comes together they're, they're definitely i mean valiant's definitely in a transition period here because you, you the chaos effect is done uh a lot of the books had pretty good follow-up stories to chaos effect where at least you know Layton still had his hands in and could have some direction and now we're kind of in this transition period here where acclaim is about to buy the company and it's going to become what it's going to become so well, see, and, and this book suffers from a lot of the same stuff the last book did. Um, and they must all have the same color artist because there's all kinds of yellow in here. Okay? This book is all pink and yellow. And those are my two least favorite colors. But anyways, um, it, it's the same same problem we had in the, in the last episode with Magnus where the, the plot could be so, so good. But the execution is just very, very poor, uh, both in the writing and in the art. Um, so, yeah, I did like the last page, though, with the uh, missile exploding. That was my favorite panel in the whole Yeah, so that was the nicest looking panel. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad there was another book we didn't like. Uh, you should uh, random.org the next one and uh, put the little uh, pixie dust in it so it's a good one. Okay. Um, Turok Dinosaur Hunter number one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I can do that. The most published comic book Valiant ever made. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. It's got to be I good because they made the most of it. <laughs> yeah. What was it? A, a million – Right on the print run. One point two. One point two. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like that. yeah, it's a ridiculous number. Yeah. Why did they do the cover like they did on that, where it's like it's hollow foil taped onto regular comic cover? I don't know. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Good. I am Back typically not a fan of Bart Sears, but this is a great cover. Oh, I love Bart Sears, man. I hate Bart Sears, and I will argue about Bart Sears I when, love we, Bart when, Sears. when we have a full issue of Bart Sears. Listen, I will, we, we can discuss I will debate to the death with you about how terrible Bart Sears' artwork we, is. We can discuss this again. Does Bart ne- Sears do the whole book or just the cover? No, he just does the, yeah, cover. the cover. Okay. I, I have no strong feelings on Bart Sears yet, so I'll have to develop by the time we have this conversation. He did a lot of those EXO covers that look very shiny. Uh, like, what is it, like, towards the end of the 40s, like, into the 50s? Um, that's that's all Bart Sears. And, uh, man, I used to read Wizard Magazine, so he had that column on there, uh, Brutes and Babes, where he taught people how to draw. Um, I love that column. And then he, he tried to start his own comic book company, which failed 
like after two issues because it would take him so long to finish any of the art that uh, nothing was ever really published. Um, I, I still got those books. Matter of fact, I might see if I can dig them up and reread them. The Wizards or the two comics he published? No, no, the comics he published. I can't remember the name of the, the company. It was something press. Uh, Ominous Press. Hmm. And he had used the characters that he used in his wizard column, turned it into a comic. Uh, the Brute and the Babe. And you know, Brute was like this super strong green guy, um, kind of like the Hulk, but with uh, uh, energy mohawk kind of thing. Um, and then Babe was like the same, but she was a girl. And uh, like they're, they're, I can't remember the name of the villain, but he had like purple skin and he just looked just like Brute. Um, but there were some other cool things he had, like there was this dragon slayer guy. Um, I don't know, there, was, there were a couple things. But I think they only released three or four issues um, of various series. So let me correct two things. Bart Sears did do the interiors uh, uh, of it, and it's 1.75 million copies. 1.75? Holy crap. This is one of those books that I love because people find it, and then they'll, they'll post on Facebook, look what I found. I know. And oh, it's exciting to find. See, my, my first experience finding it was uh, when I finally – dug through the quarter bins at uh, at my old comic shop when I first started getting VH1 books. And when I found like 50 copies in there of that book, I kind of realized it wasn't something special, but I still appreciated it. Wow. This is one of the few original value books I have a gold of. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they made a ton of those too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've got a, I think I've got two copies. Neither are gold. Um, but one has the gold tint on the foil, um, just because they made so many and the, that process was so, I, mean, I guess, not very scientific. So there were a lot of errors in some of the uh, the foil prints, and uh, yeah. But that's cool. Good. I'm glad we uh, are getting to Torak. I don't think it's my favorite, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I've only seen him having small parts in a couple of issues uh, so far uh, between, you know, I've read up to the end of Unity right now from the beginning and he's had two appearances so far. And then we had the one issue of uh, it was Geomancer that he was in, right, that we read. Yeah, yeah, yeah so lost. You know, the, the other two issues was better. The Geomancer wasn't a very good representation, but I'm looking forward to getting just the full on uh, Turok effect here. Ah, I see what you did there, Turok effect. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Joshua, it's that time. You can find me on Twitter at I Want Valiant, and you can listen to my podcast, Valiant Effort, through your uh, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. Man. Man, do it. That was a quick one. Yeah, do it. It's a good show. And Paul and I, you know where we're at. It's called that VCP. Uh, Valley Central Podcast. We're everywhere, just like Josh is. And on Twitter, and on Facebook, and on the website. And, uh, yeah. Paul? I'm uh, on Twitter at Who's Paul. Uh, I listen to Josh's podcast on my phone. I don't know how it gets there, it just does. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you didn't even like tell it to put it on there. It's just like it shows up. It just showed up one day, and that's how I met Josh. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe your son put it on there. Yeah, my my son is what introduced me to Valiant because he randomly uh, made a podcast load. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's going to be it for this week. Until next time, stay valiant.